Hey guys, this is uh, we're just, we're coming from you from the suburban. No, the Tahoe, the Tahoe. So this is the Tahoe. I'm here with Kirk Weisler, Mister. He's going to talk about dog poop. And uh, on this episode, uh, how do I? So Kirk and I, little background. We I don't have to lean into the camera anymore. I can I can lean back. Uh, so Kirk and I linked up when we were doing the Raider Project uh, retreats. The owner of the of the ranch actually forced you on me and uh, I didn't know what to deal with that but that's okay uh, you were the wild card and I would call Kirk on a, on a bait on like a couple months advance of the, the retreat and I was trying to get him to tell me what he did and he just asked more questions why don't you ever answer the question with a, a you always answer a question with a question that's horrible because what I do is I customize my content to compliment and support other people so I needed to know what you did so I could compliment you. And you were trying to accommodate me, and I was trying to accommodate you. I don't have a thing that I do. I, I don't have a shtick that I do. I, I just try to say, what, is, what are they trying to accomplish? And then I want to accelerate and elevate the people that I support. So that's why I want to know what you're doing. And you do that so and so well. So uh, Kirk is the, he is the initiative guy. I mean, he likes to talk about taking the initiative. And, um, and he wrote a book on it. Do you have the book? Dog Poop Initiative. And where can we buy this book? Um, Amazon.com or at my website, KirkWeiser.com. So it looks like a children's book, Nick, and it is. It works great with kids. But 95% of all the buyers of this book are corporate. The number one buyer of this book is Boeing Aircraft. That's, that's, a, that's amazing. Yeah. They use it with their Six Sigma Lean program, if you know what that is. Okay. So in this world today, like I work with, I talk to a lot of people and, um, and a lot of, you know, kids reach out to me and then we're, we're always talking about, they want to get better. They want to do something. They want to do things, but, uh, initiative, you know, well, I'll, I'll, let's rewind. Let's rewind and tell a story. So when we're training, uh, CQB, so when I was, when I was within, uh, with, you know, Marine Recon and, and, and uh, Marine Special Operations Command, mm-hmm. we would lot of, learn a lot about tactics. And you would do this, right? Because you were in the Rangers. A long time ago, yeah. A long you time bet. ago. Yeah. And um, Rangers lead the way. Who what they do. Uh, so I, when we were learning CQB, a lot of it was like you had, like the old way of doing it was like you had to do it this way. You had to do, you know, this is the way that it's taught. This is the way that you need to do it. And... Um, and it, and with warfare, when, when war kind of kicked off and we had to kind of improvise and adapt to our changing environment, they came up with this thing called ITB, initiative based tactics and initiative based tactics was basically like solving the problem that's in front of you, taking the initiative, being the leader and 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 solving that problem I, I want you to like i want you based off the book i want you to share a little bit of the story and i want you to share what your thoughts are on initiative you can take this sure you bet initiative based tactics right so the military does such an awesome job trying to prepare you for all these scenarios but at the end of the day one of the things that makes the 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 northern or the american military so far superior to other militaries is the initiative of the individual soldier in america we believe that anybody can be a leader so if for whatever reason my leader is hit or down or whatever, everyone's a leader. So everyone can everyone can stand up and see what needs to be done and then go get it done. And everything can't be clearly defined. Those scenarios that we face in life, 
in the live context or in the battle context, there's a constantly changing. They're so fluid. So we've got to adapt to situations. We've got to see what be, needs to be done and then we've got to do it. So initiative defined as seeing something needs to be done and then doing it without being asked or ordered. This needs to be done. Let's just get this done. Initiative is this key behavior. So life kind of begins when you do and you begin when you understand that initiative, right? It's a leadership behavior. And whoever takes initiative automatically is a leader. So whether you have a defined leadership role or a title, it doesn't matter. When you see something that needs to be done and you do it, that, that, you, you're, you're the leader now, you're taking the lead. So we know that we, we lack initiative. We know that initiative is a key uh, behavior for successful people. Initiative is certainly a leadership principle we find in all the branches of leadership. When they talk about leadership principles, initiative is there. So what's the problem with initiative and why don't people take it? Well, probably the ranger indoctrination that I uh, experienced elevated me from being a young punk teenager who's like, well, whatever, you know, somebody else's job to being a soldier who, and an individual who understood that life begins when you do and you've got to take charge, take the initiative. Now I'm out of the military, I'm back home. I've got a family. I've got a little guy named uh, jo uh, Joshua and he's five years old and his mom, my wife, has enrolled him in soccer because she was born in Great Britain and she thinks there's only one sport and it involves soccer balls. I'm the assistant coach dad. I know nothing about soccer, but I love my wife and I love my son. So my job essentially is to make sure we have blue Gatorade at the game and to make sure the kids are out of the parking lot and off the field if it's not our turn to be on the field. That's my job. And I freaking kick butt at this job. Coach, Take it very seriously. Your very seriously. Oh my! Seriously. I have coolers full of blue Kool-Aid and, and and blue Gatorade, and we're 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 killing <laughs> it. So on one particular Saturday, we show up to the field 15, 20 minutes before our game. We're the third set of teams using this field that day. This is the story of this book. This really happened. This really. This is a true story. <laughs> this is a true story. And so I show up. I've got four or five of the neighborhood rugrats with me, my son included, and my job again off the field, out of the parking lot. I'm killing my job, I'm knocking it out of the park. As I'm standing there, kind of the kids crowd, the other two teams on the field are finishing up their game. They got a few minutes left to play. An adult watching their game turns to me and says, are you on the field next? I go, yeah. Well, you'll need to have your kids to watch out. And then pointing to the field, they point on the field, is a big pile of dog poop. Looks like a Great Dane has been out there. And they want maybe, me. Maybe it was one of the parents. No, and they want me to know that it's there. And I'm like, well, thank you very much. Thanks for pointing that out. And then, and then they turn back around because their good deed is done for the day. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, did that just happen? I begin to process what just happened. An adult just pointed to me to let me know there was a pile of poop on the soccer field. They're, to, keep, to keep your kids away from there. Yeah, yeah. But it's on the soccer field. Yeah. So that means they've been avoiding this thing for an hour. And then I'm like, wait a minute. We're the third set of teams, and that dog poop didn't happen during a game so that means that means there's been two sets of teams now four sets of teams then a few minutes later a parent who didn't see me get that warning I got another poop warning then coach Coleman walks up I watched him get the same warnings I got we look at each other there's no discussion Nick when they come off the field we'll get our kids doing warm-ups we'll clean up the poop we'll play our game because I don't know about your kids but genetically the Weislers for four generations at least have been stepping in poop <laughs> If, if there's a 10-acre playground with one pile of poop, my kid's in it. They're gonna find it. Yeah, that's we. That's yeah. what we do. That's a, that our family. Our family tree just verifies. So, so we get our kids. We go start walking on the field. We're gonna get our kids warm ups. We're gonna clear the poop. We don't get a chance. 
the two occult, the two adult coaches and the referee, a little teenager with a striped shirt with a whistle, looks like he might be doing some court time, right? Community, community, <laughs> service. community service. These three adults stop me, the assistant coach, our coach, the coach, assistant coach. So now there's a seven adult powwow on the center of the soccer field. And what are we talking about? How to avoid the poop. The teenage referee says, don't worry about a thing. If the kids' balls go over there, because these are little kids, it's a big field, I'll blow the whistle, we'll grab the ball, we'll bring it back on the other side of the field so we can just avoid the poop. They've actually rewritten the rules of soccer now to accommodate a pile of poop. It was the most amazing thing. I'm sitting there going, is this really happening? It was surreal. Coach Coleman, I see, has stepped out of the circle. He's not, he's not, he doesn't want to be a part of the poop huddle. I see him walking towards the trash can. I follow his example. We find a piece of cardboard and a stick. We scoop up the poop. In less than 60 seconds, the poop is gone. As we're throwing the poop away, here's what an adult says from the sidelines. Yeah, somebody really needed to do that. So, Coach Coleman is too mature to say anything, but I, I, I'm not. So I said, and it couldn't have been you, hoping that my tone implied the disrespect and- Everything that you felt. Everything I felt, my disgust with them as an adult. And then we played a game of soccer, Nick, for the next hour and never worried about a pile of poop. Now, how did this become a book? Well, I, I, I guess I thought I was through with it, but the next morning I woke up and I'd been thinking about it in my sleep. And I just thought, you know what? All these children yesterday, hundreds of them, watched adults do a lot of pointing and complaining and blaming. And I thought, that just, is that the, is that the behavior? Is that what we want the youth of tomorrow to say? This is the, this is the solution. Because quite frankly, doesn't that sound like Washington, D.C.? A lot of people pointing and blaming, complaining, right? They did this. This party did this. We're like a nation of pointers and complainers. There's no ownership. Yeah. We need someone to own it. We need someone to freaking go clean it up. We need leaders. It's our poop. And scoopers. Yeah. Not complainers and pointers and poopers, right? So, so I vented. I, I, you vlogged about things. This was before vlogging. This was 15, 20 years ago. So I just wrote about it and sent it to an email list, which would now be a blog. And I go, great, I'm cleansed from this. The original email, by the way, is in the back of the book. Uh, spell checked now. Yeah. Um, and grammar checked. So what happened next was um, a surprise to me. People printed off this story and took it into their staff meetings. And I started getting emails from around the world, from hotel chains and restaurants and IT groups and Boeing aircraft. I, I got military units. I got emails saying, hey, Kirk, we read your poop story at our staff meeting today. It was a big hit. And we've now taken the initiative to do this, something we've been complaining about for three years. And the stories kept coming in. My brother, who works at the Pentagon, says, yeah, we read it. I go, Greg, w w w tell me about it. He goes, Kirk, it's brilliant. You should do a book about it. I go, I'm not doing a book about poop. I don't know how to do a book, and I'm not doing a book about poop. And he goes, oh, come on, Kirk. You know, our mother said that all we talked about as boys was poop. So drive mom nuts and do a book about poop. So with my brother's help, we did a book about poop. And I thought, I hope I can sell all the ones we printed. Um, but every year I print thousands more and people keep buying it. Because initiative and ownership are in short supply, high demand. And those few people that have it, get it, and can inspire it in others, those people are going to take it to the bank. They're going to make a difference. They're going to be leaders. And they're going to lead teams and lead change and lead innovation everywhere. Because think about it. You don't have innovation without initiative. You don't have change without positive change, purposeful change without initiative. So initiative is that spark that you need to fire up a group to get things done.
to make change happen. I look at you. You're the perfect example. You saw something happening in the in the in the world of the Marine Raiders. You saw transition wasn't working. You could have complained and pointed the Marines is broken, but you said, "Well, okay, what can I do?" And you became a scooper, right? And you said, "Well, let's start the Raider Project. Let's let's fix transition. Let's take these guys on retreats." The Raider Project is all about initiative, right? Absolutely. We're definitely scoopers. Yeah, there's no question. You guys are scoopers. Okay, so why don't people take initiative? I'll give you two lessons, and then maybe you want to end this blog. Okay. So I'm the unintentional poop guy now. I really talk about corporate culture and, and do leadership development. That's what I do for a living. But now I'm the poop guy. I'm this initiative guy, which I never set out to be. But if someone calls you and says, hey, we'll pay you several thousands of dollars to fly out and talk to our people about your poop book, you, you say, say yes. You say yes. <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure, sure. So... Um, now I'm on radio. Now I'm being, and now I'm on radio shows. And you're on podcasts. I'm on the podcast, yeah. and people are saying, "Hey, so I'm on a radio show. We're going to do a five-minute segment on the book. The DJ loves it, and they're having this morning show. And I'm on the radio show, thinking this is cool. And then um, we're about to wrap up, I think. And he goes, "Hey, Kirk, we've got a whole bunch of people calling in. Would you stay through the break and do a couple calls?" And I go, "I'm, yeah, I'm in. Well, I didn't expect to be here, so sure." So. The theme of the phone calls was people venting and joining in the, saying, I'm so sick of people that don't clean up their crap, right? I'm so sick of people. So that was one theme, but the second theme of the call taught me a great lesson I wanna share with your listeners and your viewers. The reason I thought people didn't take initiative, this was my thought, this was my thought. The number one reason people don't take initiative is, my belief was because it's not their job. I believe the number one reason no one took initiative on the soccer field was because mm. it wasn't their poop. No, it man. wasn't their job. I couldn't have been more wrong. And all the call-ins taught me this lesson. And one girl, and I'll share her story, I think illustrates it perfectly. She said, I'm walking back into work after a lunch with several of my coworkers. Ten feet from the door, by the door of the building, is a big trash can. Ten feet from the door off to the side in the grass is a huge cup of a soda cup of some sort with a okay. straw in the lid, kind of crushed to the side. I'm a couple steps ahead of my group. I step off the grass intending to pick it up. As I'm bending over, one of my coworkers says, don't touch that. You don't know where it's been. Then another coworker says, yeah, that's gross. There's people that do that. She said, and I am embarrassed to say that I was actually shamed by my peer group from doing what I felt to do and she said, is the reason they didn't want me to pick up the cup because they were concerned about me getting germs? Is that the real reason? And the answer is no. The real reason is the minute you and I take initiative around people that didn't, they think you're making them look bad. It's about them. It's about them. Peer pressure turns out to be the number one reason we don't take initiative in almost every scenario. Because we don't want to embarrass our friends, we don't want to shame our friends, and they don't want us to shame them. So it's this insidious peer pressure thing, right? If we're with a lot of people that don't take initiative, there's a good likelihood we won't. But here's the, here's the breaker. The minute that we do, we give them permission to join us in doing it. Someone has to go first. So what we need to see more initiative is more initiative. It's a chain effect. You've got to start. Yeah. You've got to start. 
Marianne Williamson, that beautiful quote from her, which I'm going to murder, but hopefully you'll look it up and maybe you can flash a copy of it up here for your viewers. She talks about, um, and this is attributed a lot to Nelson Mandela. He said, who are we, right? We, we, we think, what is it that stops us? And it, it's, it's, we're afraid to let our own light shine because of other people. But the minute that we let our light shine, we give other people permission to let their light shine. But we're all kind of holding our light back because no one wants to stand out. No one wants to shine too bright. In my corporate culture work, right, we ask people, if you were a, a, a light bulb and there's three settings, right? I guess there's four, there's off, but low, medium, or high. We ask in, in, uh, rooms, of, rooms of people, if you're a three setting light bulb, where are you at most of the time? Low, medium, or high? Almost always, with no shame, by the way, the group's answer that they spend most of their life on medium. Rare is the person, and almost non-existent is the group that says, we're on high. Most groups admit, yeah, we're about medium setting. Then you ask them why, why don't you let your light shine? And they say things like, oh, you don't want to burn out, you know, that kind of thing. But when you get to the real reason why people don't shine brighter at work, it's their peers. If you're cynical and sarcastic in most workplaces in America, that's fine. But if you're enthusiastic and take the initiative, you're called out for it. Right. And that, right? There's like this corporate hazing, right? And they're not really concerned about your initiative and your enthusiasm. They're really concerned about how you are making them, they feel, look less. Instead of right. allowing themselves to be inspired by your initiative, they'd rather shame you down to their level. It's the crabs in the bucket. It's a, the most amazing thing. Uh, uh, Gartner published something that said, no, it was a Harvard Business Review article said that we lose 80% of our motivation within our first weeks on the job. Where does it go? They it gets stolen. Yeah, because people say things you like. Oh, you're all excited. You must be the new guy here. Don't worry, that'll go away. What are they really saying? Dim it down, dude. We can tell that you're new. And because of our desire to fit in and be accepted, we buy into the line. So, I, this is something that's been a, a, a an ongoing thing that I've been noticing is. Like so, we just gave a talk to a company and, and about goals and plans and, and whatnot. And can I just say that Nick killed it? He <laughs> just killed it. They loved him. They just hung out for an hour afterwards to visit and talk and take pictures. Did a great job. Oh yeah, you're so kind. <laughs> <laughs> so what I've been noticing is like the people that say that that respond like I'm going to do this or like for instance I'm going to pick up the cup. Oh, don't do that. Right. Like. I have to start looking at the, where this advice is coming from. Like, who is giving you this negative advice? Who is giving you the, the don't do this, don't take initiative? Um, if you have a business idea, I'm going to launch this business. I, I want to be, I want to work for myself. Right. Oh, you can't do that because here's all the reason they list out all the reasons why. I would look at who that person is yeah. and what they're doing. Yeah. Like the guy that says, oh, you're the new guy. We're all this dude. Just wait. We're going to, you're going to, you're yeah. going to. Yeah, don't worry, that'll go away. Yeah, so what is that guy doing in his career in that company, and how, how far has he got, yeah. gotten with that attitude? Yeah, exactly right. So audit, audit whoever's giving you advice, yeah. audit that advice, and never think that, I mean, Gary Vee says something that I, that I love, is like, do not value other people's opinion over your own beliefs and your own opinion of yourself. Right, yeah. Like that, go, that goes so deep to me because it's like, okay, now you're talking about self-esteem, self-worth, you know, how you value yourself, how you look at yourself, where, where you're going in your life. Right. 
I mean, it's it's a lot to no, think about, but yeah. it really came you know, right. just off based off of initiative of picking up poop. If someone gives me advice on how to accomplish it, how to be better, or things to look out for, that's one thing. If someone gives me advice so that so I can avoid disappointment, <laughs> yeah, right, dude, that's disappointing advice. <laughs> right. If you're gonna give me advice about disappointment, give me advice on how to deal with it if this doesn't work. But encourage me to go make it work. Don't freaking dim my dream down. Freaking dim switch. Don't be a dim switch. Don't that's a, that's don't, a t-shirt. Yeah don't, be, yeah, don't be a dimmer, dude. Don't be a dimmer. Miss Capper, you make a meme about that with that? Say, don't be a dim switch. Put his face on there. I'm tired of your dim attitude. Stop, so. Stop your dimming. So, Kirk, where can people find you? Uh, KirkWeasler.com. Um, man, that, that's it. And, and, on, and on your vlog. And on my vlog. You're on the gram, too. You, you, do, the, you do the gram. Instagram? Just Kirk Weasler. Yeah, just at Kirk Weasler. Yeah. I said Kirk Weasler, Kirk Weasler. Two ways to say my name, and you can say it either way you want. And I will put a link below um, in the description for his books and his website. And uh, I, I love the dog poop initiative. I have to say though, um, my favorite is the cookie thief. I really, really like that because I'm a, I'm a perspective guy as well. I, I like perspective, and the cookie thief is, re- is 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 a book about perspective. And maybe that's another podcast, but um, but I'll link both of those below. And, uh, man, I am so thankful that you brought me out here. It was a great talk. Two days of working. So Nick came out to a company I've been working with for about a year and, uh, and did some guest facilitation, uh, knocked it out of the park, but really, really gave them a solid message about the difference between, like his 90-day vlog. You know, you can have goals all day long, but if you don't have a daily plan, but if you have a daily plan and you live that plan every day, I know if I do this every day, in 90 days, I'll be at 8% body fat. And so I was so inspired by what he taught on that vlog series that I said, can you come out and, and can you teach that to these 100 people? And I, he just did a bang up job. So thanks, Nick. Great day with you. So here's the, here's the end. Have some ITB. Have some initiative-based tactics as you're going through your life. And don't value the opinion of others over your own. If you want to pick that cup up, you want to pick that poop up, you want to start that business, you just do it. You just Nike the hell out of it. All the way. Knock it to the fences. Whoever takes initiative takes the lead. So, go out there. Do you remember how to end the vlog? Do you remember how to do it? Yeah, the... um, Come on. You're going to have to... You're going to have to... No, no, no. You can do it. I'm froze. I froze. You guys know the deal. Never quit. Never surrender. Always forward. We'll see you guys next time. There it goes. Well, you got to give me another shot at that. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Never quit. No, you got to do it right to the thing, and then you got to hit the camera. Never quit. Never surrender. Always forward. Kick butt, take names. You got it. You got it. Oh. No, you got it. Oh. Okay, let me try again. All the way. There we go. Okay. So never quit. Never surrender. Always forward. All the way. You got to close it. Okay. You got okay. to black the camera out. Okay. Never quit. Never surrender. Always forward. Initiative leads the way. All the way. There we go. <laughs> it took him four different tries. Okay. So remember how I told you I was going to tap you on the shoulders?